0: Hey, this is Jesse Canty. Man, I am so glad that you took the time to download this podcast. Listen, it's getting ready to be a blessing to you. It is power packed full of wisdom. Listen, as you hear this episode and you maybe you want to be a blessing to this podcast, well, you can hit me up on Cash App. Type in Jesse E Canty, J-S-S-E, the letter E, C-A-N-T-Y, with the dollar sign, of course, and you can be a blessing. Anything you give will be appreciated. I thank you and I pray that nothing but God's blessings and his best be upon you. Take care. Hey, this is Jesse Canton. Listen, why are you about ready to quit? Why are you throwing in the towel? What's wrong with you? Why are you walking away? I got a question for you. Who told you it's over? Let's go. Man of the pulpit, to the podcast, to the pulpit, to the podcast, to the podcast. What's going on? This is Jesse E. Canty with your 18th episode, How Bad Do You Want It? Yeah, man, I'm ready to get into this one today too. I appreciate you choosing this podcast to listen to. I hope after you hear this, first of all, when you hear this, it's going to bless your spirit. After you hear this, you're going to share it with somebody else and then dig into another episode because God been giving a whole bunch of them to me. My question is, who told you it's over? Let's pray and get right into this. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to have this one-on-one discussion with the believer. I pray that the Holy Spirit show up between us two right now. You get all the glory. I can do nothing without you, God, but let me be an instrument like a hammer or a screwdriver in the hand of the carpenter. If any way I can strengthen, help help strengthen this person, Father, you get the glory. Now, Lord, have your way. Speak deep to their spirit and let them hear you speak more than they hear Jesse can't speak. You get all the praise, on and glory in Jesus' name. I pray, Amen. I, my subject is who told you it's over. I'm going to give you a backdrop, right quick, where that come from. If you've heard any of my episodes, you probably heard me allude to it a couple of times. This right here, and what I've been doing with my episodes is basically giving you guys number one what God gives me, but a lot of stuff that been stored up in me for years. Let me give you about a two minute synopsis on what who told you it's overcome from. Uh, years ago, I've been ministering the gospel for over thirty-five years. Let's see, forty-seven, twenty-three, over twenty-five. I think about twenty-seven years. I've been ministering the gospel in some form. Um, many years ago, without getting too deep into it right now, I may say that for another episode. But many years ago, I went through a moment in ministry where I, I had made a mistake. I made a mistake. I almost lost my family. In fact, now, temporarily, I did uh, kind of lose. Uh, we were separated. I lost my wife. We were separated. Excuse me. Uh, we had different things. I was left by myself, and I should have been left by myself. You know, and I, and I and I'm I'm very open with it because I believe sometimes people need to not only see where you do make right decisions, sometimes they need to see the wrong decisions you made. Anything I can do to help somebody, whether it's good or bad, when I mean by help you bad, don't do what I did. So I was at a low point in my life many years ago. I was at a low point in my life, man. And uh, alignment of things began to happen to me. It's almost like what, what Job went through. And I, I use that as similarity because Job was going through one thing after another, after another, after another. That's how it felt for me at that time. And I was at a low point, and I was I had just bought a big old huge house. Uh, and I was left in that house alone. You know, it ain't nothing like being left alone. You know, I didn't hear no footsteps, footprints, footsteps from my kids. I didn't, I wouldn't, you know, didn't have my wife with me there. And I was just, you know, going to sleep. I was in deep depression. I was like David in a cave of a I was in a deep depression. I would wake up uh, and not get out of bed, not go downstairs, not go anywhere. Um, I would preach on Sundays because I had to preach. I would preach on Sundays and I would come back to my home and I would literally, that I mean, I'm not lying. Literally, I'm not stretching the truth either. I would literally stay in my bed or in my bedroom from Sunday to say, uh, to Sunday to Sunday, you know, I come out Sunday again, the next Sunday and preach and go back into my cave. I did that for a while. It started taking a toll on me. You know, I was left to myself. wasn't really speaking to anybody. Um, one day I sat on my top step, and I looked out the window. I cried like a baby. You know, the Lord began to uh, minister to my spirit. Well, at that time I was I was running all of the depression things back over in my head. In fact, it wasn't me running over, looking back at it now. It was the enemy speaking to me. He was talking to me a little something like this: "You're a failure. You can't do this. You messed up." You've lost your opportunity. You're never going to recover from this. You can't even show your face. Your name is crud. This is, I can go on and on. This is the stuff I heard in my spirit. As I sat on my top self, top step, looking out the window and I cried like a baby. And then all of a sudden I had my gun. I got up and got my gun at my little uh, end table. Nine-millimeter, man. Went back and sat back in that same spot, crying, because I felt like a failure. And one thing that people know about me in the past, from kindergarten on to even now, I love myself some me. And I don't mean that in an arrogant or narcissistic way. I mean that I have never really suffered from low self-esteem. I've never came to a place in my life where I wanted to kill myself. Never. Never came close to it. Even in my dirtiest moment, I realized, I figured at that time, I'm not the worst on this planet. God can forgive me and I can recover. But this moment right here, man, it had me bad. And I was in a place where I wasn't hearing from God. The enemy was talking to both ears and it was going in my spirit. And I was, I was ready to go. And I sat back down on that step with that gun. I didn't have to cock it because it was already loaded. I took it off safety. safety. And before I put it in my head, I looked up out that window. This is 100% truth, I'm telling you. No stretching the truth. Before I put it in my head, with tears flowing in my eyes, I heard people's names. The enemy was calling out some people's names that was looking up to me and told me, you let them down. He was piling it on. That's why I can sympathize a little bit for people who, have experienced close levels of suicide because I know how the enemy works behind it. He tries to compile so much in your head that makes you feel like you have no other hope. And I looked up at that window and I was on my way to putting that gun to my head and I heard the spirit of God. Up to this moment, God said nothing. Because I know that when him that was telling me it's getting worse. It's this and that. Saying you can't recover. He tell me everything negative. You're left by yourself. This is not gonna happen. Your kids are disappointed in And I heard the Lord say, so strong, but yet so subtle, he said, Who told you it's over? Oh man. I gotta fight from not having tears fall from my eyes now. When he said, Who told you it's over? He didn't have to say anything else because my spirit man understood that God was telling me I can bring you back from this. You can recover all that you lost. You are not hopeless. He didn't go on and say all this stuff. He just told me, who told you? And if I had to answer that question, now looking back at it, it was the enemy that told me that. He was telling me over and over and over again till I believed it and start telling myself. See, the enemy will tell you a story, only so many times where you learn the story, you can kind of figure out where he's going with the story, and then you start reading that little deaf story to your own self. You start believing his words and start coming down on your own self. But God broke that spirit that was speaking to me, interrupted, and he had to shut up and said, who told you it's over? I dropped that gun, lifted my hands up to heaven, tears still falling, and I started telling God, thank you. I said, thank you, Jesus. All I needed was God to speak to my heart. All I needed was God to remind me that even at my worst moment where I've disappointed everybody else, I failed myself. I've heard no from the last time. All I needed was a father that would hug me and tell me some type of encouraging word that you're still with me and you still love me. People, is it that alone saved my life. I would not be right now on a podcast about, I don't know, 17, 18 years, maybe 20 years later, I would not be, let's see. That's about 15, 17 years. So 17 years later, I would not be on a podcast right now telling you and encouraging you if the Lord would not have spoke to me. I would be in the grave, done. But the Lord spoke to my spirit, and he encouraged me. God is a good God. He's only, he's not only he's a good God, but he's faithful. And let me tell you what else he is. He's faithful, he's merciful, he's just, and he's a loving God. He's a kind God, he's a provider, he's a way maker. He is the deliverer. He is a healer. But not only that, he is a God of a second chance. Now, maybe the area where you gave up is not the same thing that I gave up in. Yours could be business. Yours could be giving up on God, believing in him. Yours could be giving up on a marriage. But the problem is this. We have been listening. Sometimes you can be listening to either your voice or what I call the voice of hopelessness. The enemy, whenever he speaks, he never speaks with the intentions to help. He always speaks with the intentions to hurt. Whenever God speaks, He always speaks with the intentions to help. It's difference is the difference is if you have a, if you have a knife in the hands of a doctor or the knife in the hands of a uh, a murderer. Both of them have a sharp object, but both of them have two different objectives, two different intentions. God can allow you to go through the rough moments in your life, but it is a cut to heal. The enemy will try to speak words in your spirit, and it is a cut to kill both of them endure some pain but god telling you that i'm i'm never i would never take you to a place and leave you in a valley of hopelessness i would never bring you to a place in your life and drop you off in a valley of hopelessness too many people too many people want to quit because they're going through different situations, different tests, and different trials that they facing in life. But you gotta realize that God has blessings in store for you. But you cannot quit until you see his promises over your life. You can't throw in the towel. You can't walk away. I don't care how it may appear that all hope is gone, you gotta believe that everyone else is finishing the race. You gotta believe that if, if it may look like everybody else is finishing their race without you. But you gotta know it's not over. It is not the end. And I refuse to give up. I gotta go back to Ezekiel 37. I'm not gonna turn there and read because I wanna spend more time on talking to you, but you can read it when you get off the podcast. Ezekiel 37 starts off with G with excuse me, with Jesus. Excuse me, with the Lord, with the angel that took. Ezekiel to what we know as the Valley of Dry Bones. He began to show him, he let Ezekiel see there was nothing but dry bones. There was no signs of life, but there were dry bones. There was no blood or no sinews, but there were dry bones. There was nothing that looked like it was working positive or that could even appear to amount to something, but there were dry bones. Dry bones symbolize complete lifeless. Something that once lived, but now is dead. Not only is dead, but it's dry and it's hopeless. You can be in a hopeless situation, a hopeless moment, but because of your circumstances, is coming at you so hard and trying to mount up a, up a, up a mental attack to make you dis uh, uh, to not believe in God, to distrust God, to 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 annihilate your faith in trusting in Him because things didn't work out exactly how you planned them to be. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because things did not go the way you thought they was going in your life. Now you at a hopeless place and ready to give up. Oh, you worked hard for, you told everybody what you believed and what you dreamed, and now you about ready to give up? You've came to this place in your life and you looked like you were so encouraged, but now you're ready to give up? You don't have no faith anymore that God is still at work in your life? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. God has blessed us to have listeners all around the world. And I thought to myself, I said, maybe there's somebody that wants you to have a prayer request. I want you to pray with them concerning anything, your family or whatever it is. If that be so, listen, drop me an email at Podcast at yahoo.com. J-S-S-E-C-A-N-T-Y podcast at yahoo.com. I would love to hear from you. I love to pray with you. And I want you to have a blessed day. You haven't heard God speak to you or even through this podcast. He haven't spoke to you yet and told you that I didn't tell you to give up. Who told you it's over? Who you been listening to? Whose report will you believe? And the angel asked Ezekiel, he said, son of man, can these bones live again? Ezekiel spoke something that I would have said myself probably too. He says, I have no clue. Only you know. He said, I have no clue. Only you know if these bones can live again. But why did the angel ask him, son of man, can these bones live again? God wants to know how you see the situation. Can you believe that God is able? Nowhere in scripture, God, Jesus would ever force himself to heal or set free anybody who did not believe. And maybe you got to come to a place in your life where you say, Lord, help my unbelief. There's a part of me to believe, but there's a part of me to feel like I've missed my opportunity and I don't see no way of coming back. On my top step many years ago, I did not see today back then. I didn't see all the things I can run off right now that God have blessed me, He have taken me around the world. I have been on safari after safari after safari after safari. I've been to Australia four times over thirty. I can go on and on and on, but not bragging, but just showing you. I thought as I sat on that top step, I thought that my life was over and the enemy was enticing me to blow my head off. Let me break it down way maybe you can believe it. I, you probably think right now that the business is over. The the dream is not going to come to pass because you can't see no way of coming back from it. You see no way of even surviving this. And God sent me here to tell you what he told me. Who told you it's over? And when you can answer that question, you need to rebuke that voice and say, "I renounce what you have been, what I've been hearing from you. I choose to believe the report of the Lord. I choose to believe what He said. The only thing that works is hearing from God. You cannot make a life live hearing from people. You cannot." Live your life hearing from people alone, and you cannot live your life hearing from spirits that discourage you. God will never tell you to take your life, God will never tell you to give up, God will never tell you it's hopeless. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm so passionate about this here. He told Ezekiel to go down to the valley of the dry bones. There was a transformation and a restoration that's getting ready to take place. But Ezekiel, I need you to believe it. All of a sudden, when he spoke the word over the dry dry, dry bones, there began a process, y'all. It began a process, hopelessness, life. Life began to come back in a hopeless situation. You, today, I encourage you, I challenge you, quit speaking negative over your situation. I hear God saying it this way. Every time you speak negative over your situation, you are blowing dust from dry bones. You're making it dustier. You're making it even drier. Hear the word of God and begin to speak the word of God. You shall live and not die. My business shall thrive and not die. It's times I woke up and I know I needed a certain amount through my businesses, and I walked around all day long decreeing it in the name of Jesus. At the end of the day, when they brought me the numbers, the numbers was not where I needed them to be. Guess what I did? I woke up the next morning decreeing it again. The numbers were not where I needed them to be. And I woke up the next morning. I, it may not come when I want it, but when it's come, it's going to be right on time. I just know that I will no longer listen to the enemy and let him convince me that God, is, that God is saying it's over. It's not over. It doesn't matter what it may look like. It doesn't matter what that temporary outcome. It's not the final outcome. It's not over until God says it's over. Repeat that with me. It's not over. Until God says it's over. Man may count you out. The enemy may tell you you lost. The chance for your victory may look impossible. But it's not over until God says it's over. Your turnaround comes when you begin to hear from God. Son of man, can these bones live again? He said, speak to the valley of dry bones. Command life to come back into it. And when you hear God tell you to start speaking to your dry situation, open up your mouth and begin to do what God tell you to do. Sometimes I feel like I'm talking behind this mic and ain't nobody going to hear it. Sometimes I feel like I'm wasting my time, but I refuse to go all for what I feel. Because I've been there before. Had I quit when I felt like quitting, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. If you are going to be fruitful, you have to, your words have to be powerful. You have to prophesy the word of God over your life. You have to declare the word of God over your life. Proverbs 18 and 21 says, "Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Do you hear that, believer? Death and life is in the power of your tongue. Your situation is awaiting for you to give it instructions. It's dead. It looks bad, but it's not moving until you say something. Don't call me and ask me to speak over your life. God is empowering you to go back when you get off this podcast, get in your place of prayer, go back to your home, whatever the situation you believe in, speak Life over your situation. If you fail to give order out your mouth, things are going to remain the same. God will work according to the power that works in you. Ephesians 3.20 You got to speak over your situation. It's not over for me. Say it again. It's not over for me and all of a sudden there was a noise and the dry bones begin to come back together. And listen how he did it. Boom unto bone. Then then it talks about sinews. And if you want to get in the medical term, all of a sudden the cartilage, the joints and all the things begin to come back in order. Not only in order, but I hear the Lord say that he's going to bring it back, but he's going to bring it back in stages. You got to believe even through the different stages. Let me say that again. Believe and trust in God through the different stages. Some of you want to speak something over your dry bone and then bam, quickly, everything back together, blood back in the body, then standing on his feet and talking to you. God says, no, I'm going to bring it back in stages. And when you start to see one thing come back to you, keep fighting. When you start to see another thing come back together, keep praying. When you start to see another thing come back together, keep fasting, keep progressing. Keep moving. Keep believing. Keep reading. Keep interceding. Keep trusting. Keep fighting. Keep trying. Keep travailing. Keep living. Keep giving. Keep fighting until your victory is complete. Step by step, bone by bone. There's an old song and the hip bone connected to the waist bone, as God brings it slowly back together, allow your hope to regain strength in God. Because you are not hopelessness. You are not in a hopeless situation, excuse me. I say again to you, and I say this boldly, because I know I've been anointed by God to share this with you. Who told you it's over? Why are you believing what anybody else says? over what God says. I am a man that I cannot lie. Titus 1, 2. If he said it, it's going to come to pass. Trust in God. Dig in. Let your faith hold on to the altar and believe that God is going to bring to pass that which he promised over your life. I'm so excited for you because if you're here if the, these words are resonating in your spirit, you are at a good place right now. I know it don't feel like it, but I'm I'm just telling you cuz I've I've been there. I've been there many times since then and my experience of being there helped lift and lift me up and encourage me each time because I saw God do it before. I knew he was just testing my faith. And said, "God, it's not over until you say it's over." And there's been time in my life where God told me, leave this place. Move and do this. Which basically means my assignment was up. In other words, the work that he had for me was over at that moment, at that place. But God would never tell you you're in a hopeless situation and can't anything improve or you can't come back from it because you can Let me pray with you. Lord, I thank you right now for allowing me to share this with the believer. These few short minutes, God, it may seem like it was just nothing. I pray that it was powerful, impactful, and encouraging. I touch and agree with my sister. I touch and agree with my brother. I pray that the Holy Spirit move upon their situation right now like never before before with tears falling down their eyes, God. They feel like they're all alone. But just like that proverb says, you're walking with them. The footprints, the footprints that's in the sand have went from two to one because now you're carrying them. And long as you're, you're still around and you hear our prayer, God, we are not in a hopeless situation let this mind be in them which was also in Christ Jesus be encouraged God is not through with you in Jesus name I pray Amen listen I hope this thing blessed you today again share the episode with somebody uh, not only share it but, but check out another episode and I got more coming from you keep me in prayer I'm gonna keep you in prayer too know that I love you let's go Thank you. Thank you. How bad do you want it? Oh, 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 Pursuing yeah. my destiny. Pursuing oh, my destiny. Oh, yeah. How bad do you want it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. From the That's swipe spelled with the Y or contact us at 1-800-597-0713. Don't forget to let us know that Jesse E. Canty sent you. Have a blessed day.